Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I just found out my married son had an affair and the woman may be pregnant. I breastfed all my children at the same time. I also breastfed my husband. What? What? That's all fun and everything. And then all of a sudden, this thought creeps into my head. What if I teleport to the roof? You guys want to talk about boobs for a quick second? I am not friend of. I am not housewife, maybe. I am housewife. Needless to say, we wind up having sex. Whoa! Whoa! I think my life without television would have been drastically different. Sex in a car is probably something you're not that great at. I was great at that, actually. Do we know the good shit? We absolutely do. I think she was trying to, like, piss me off. Like, every date, she would say something obnoxious. Is that a real thing? Is that, was that a tactic? <laughs> to, like, push Were you really? Trying to see if you go the extra yeah. mile. No one gets more unsolicited drinks thrown at them than now. Chris Man's 08, Venmo. There were daddy conversations, there were mommy conversations. How do you go on this show was a mistake. Here's my thought. I just had an idea, but I forgot it. The dating life in general should have just straight up contracts. It should be like sports. What's up, everybody? Dear Albie, we are back. This is very, this is a big one. This is a really, really, really big show. And I have um, two co-hosts. One you, one you know. She's done it a number of times. Don is here. Mom, hello. Hello. And uh, you've been doing the show a lot lately, but I mean, this is a this is a big one, especially. You look almost downright concerned because we have <laughs> a very, very, very special guest that I've been very excited to have on the on the show for quite some time. And without any further ado, my father is here. Hello, Dad. Good uh, morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. Depending on what time you're listening to this. Okay, you know that it, it, it's. I think it's our twenty seventh or twenty eighth episode. And I've never even considered that. So he's already much better than me at this. Um, first things first, Dad. Do you you listen to the show? I uh, have to confess, I have not listened to every single episode, but I do listen to the majority of them. That, do you have a favorite? I really don't. Um, you know, I have a favorite until the next one comes out, and then I kind of like that one better. Than wow, the wow, this guy's killing it right now. I don't know why we waited so long. He wants an invite back. He's I don't playing. know why we waited he's, so he's long. He's playing to the crowd. You know what, Dad? I'll go straight on the thing. Anyway. Um, so, no, very excited to have you on. Uh, so, everybody, DearAlbyMailbag at gmail.com is the right in. Subscribe. Rate five stars. I got all these notes ready to go. Mom, you look concerned. Are you all right? I'm fine. Is everything good? Yeah. Did I, I catch you guys on a bad day? No, I have allergies today. You have allergies today? Yeah. I've had them all week. It's been a brutal week for allergies for me. It, it has. It has. Yeah. I've been I've been doing okay for the first time. I've got this thing um, that basically I, I got from from dad. Uh, 
um, that it shoots water up your nose both sides. Mm. There's a whole thing. I'm actually reaching out to them to see if they want to do something on the show because I'm dying to do it in front of some people because I did it in front of Vito Scalia and he threw up. Yes. And <laughs> it was pretty good. He's an idiot. <laughs> it was it was really No, good. there's nothing gross about that. Another oh, it's guy, gross. It's gross. Another guy I'm dying to have on the show. I really am. But you know, there's uh but we had it you know, it was funny. We we uh we had a lot of interesting questions in the mailbag. Um, specifically for you, Dad. A lot of wow. people have been waiting for this day, wow. and they are excited. Okay. So I want to get right into it. I don't want to slow you down. He's, um, got, he's got bushes to plant outside. Oh, so then you know we got to we got to get out there. No, I'm in no hurry. I'm I'm all yours for the moment. Okay, okay. So uh, here was the start. This came in. This is from. Uh, funny enough, it's it's from Abby. Um, I don't think there's any really. I mean, that would be a weird, a weird twist. But anyway. Um, kind of gets into just like a hello love the show this that the other thing and then it says uh dear albie huge fan of you guys and especially your parents i have a question for your dad albert you've been in the restaurant catering business a long time do you still enjoy it what has been the biggest pain in the ass what's your favorite part about it where when do you do when do you see yourself stopping and what about customers offend you the most are you really getting into a lot of things um, and it says, how far can they go with the customer is always right? Well, I, I never really subscribe to the customer is always right, um, at least not when it comes to things that are factually based. Um, and, and, and I clarify that by saying, you know, if I suggest to a client that this is the proper way to do something based on experience and they say, no, I really want to do it like this after I make them aware of you know the professional perspective on it um i'm willing to do it their way because the customer is always right um but when we are actually you know in the middle of something if there's something you know like a customer will say well we didn't get into the room until you know noontime i says well that's not really true <laughs> you got into the room at 11 a.m and we could argue and you go to videotape and you show them that they're wrong and they don't like being wrong. I mean, you basically have now. Not, not a lot of people know this. I remember when this day happened. You really have like instant replay at the brownstone, and it comes in handy in a lot of different ways, more than just security. There's there's dozens and dozens of it's probably about a hundred security cameras in that place at this point. I, I don't even know, but do you on more than one occasion have quite literally used it like it's instant replay. Um, well, within within the same day, a bunch of times, um, you know, we caught somebody stealing a camera from a photographer like last week. Um, you know, and again, people say like, well, we didn't get in the room until uh, we were supposed to be in the room at 12 o'clock and we didn't get in until quarter to one. And then I'll show them live video of the room where their guests are walking in at five minutes to 12. You've had some pretty wild stuff go down, actually, on that on that security camera footage also. As, as I understand it, I mean, we can cut this out. We don't have to get into it. But there, I remember years ago, you telling me that there was a bride hooking up with somebody else in the bridal suite. I believe at her own wedding. Um, that wasn't on camera, actually, though. No, that wasn't I on did, camera. I did hear about that. Yeah. So it wasn't. But I, I thought I remember there being footage to it, or at least maybe walking out of the room, or this or that. Um, you know, we had people hooking up in the bridal suite. Yeah, on camera. Um, and we make it very, very clear to people that there's cameras in, you know, well, there's this signs. suite. Yeah. And this is not to be, to be mis misunderstood as a, uh, as a space where you get changed in. Mm. We have changing rooms for that where we tell them, listen, don't get naked here. This is where you get naked over here. Mm. <clears throat> um, 
but the people that don't belong there, sure, they, they go in there. Hey, there's a couch. You know. So so let me ask you this: if you had if you had let's say in that particular instance where a bride hooked up with somebody at her own wedding, okay, and it was on camera, and the groom were to come upstairs and request to see the footage for proof, do you have? Is there a privacy thing? Where like I mean, do you show it to them? What do you what do you do in that in that moment? No, I wouldn't go there. I would just destroy it probably, or I don't know. I don't know if I even could destroy it. It's on like a three month thing. I would just refuse to show it to them. They'd have to get a judge to give me an order. To That's do crazy. It. Yeah, pretty wild. I mean, it's not my job to wreck somebody's thing. You know, I mean, he he, he it's a it's it's that's gro that's pretty messed up. Mm. You know. I mean, I guess technically speaking, then I guess the question is that the footage on those cameras are ultimately belong to you, just because you're renting the place doesn't mean. Until a judge gives me an order to say you're ordered to produce video, yeah, that's my that's my. I'm under no legal obligation to have cameras in the place. Hmm. Interesting. I don't. I mean, that ain't here. That ain't here. But um, you know, where it does go to, like, do you have a timeline? Do you love it so much? Do you have a timeline to retire? hang it up and if you retire because I don't think you're the type of guy that can retire and just first of all you guys would have to get to know each other mm. if if he retired we you might got, not like each other you guys like really be a problem because mm. do you think also <laughs> I get I get complimented a lot on the you know the relationship you guys have and I often say not sarcastically you guys don't spend a ton of time with each other well, not we, that I don't think you would like each other if you did <laughs> but I almost think that's like it's a it's a benefit. No, he goes to work later now. We're back in you know in the beginning. He was at work by noon time, eleven thirty noon. Now he gets in around two. So we basically, when you think about it, if someone gets home from work at seven p.m. and you go to bed at midnight, right? Well, you know, that's five hours in the evening. But we have the, uh, that time in the morning in the daytime. It's a little different. I always looked at it like quality time spent. You know. Um, so, for example, I, I can remember some friends of mine who had conventional jobs back in the day, and they would go home 5 o'clock, and they would tell me, like, I get home, I'm tired. You know, I tell my wife, you know, feed these kids, give them the bed. You know, I couldn't wait to, like, hang out with my kids and have fun and do some stupid made-up game in the basement or, you know, some crazy stuff. Um, my – but that's – I think that's more personality than – than anything else um i i really enjoy being with my kids mm-hmm. um you know i mean more than ever when they were little but you know now of course uh it's a different dynamic but it's it's still it's still something i enjoy a lot so we have a couple so we're going to start with dear abby we're going to go to the uh, 1983 um also if you want to write in dear abby mailbag at gmail.com chris uh you know um We've, we've, he's obviously been insanely busy. Chris obviously was you know, the co-pilot of this show. Um, and, you know, will still occasionally send me questions to ask. And this kid actually has the balls to include, like, I have little shout-outs, little notes. You know, hey, make sure you tell people to subscribe, read five stars. That's why all these things happen, okay? It's become like a real production, this thing. It's like a really, it's a beautiful thing, right? This kid actually has the balls to put his Venmo name in there and said, make sure you shout me out. When he's not even here. Well, he gets a kick out of it. That's insane. I don't know if he just knows it bugs me, but it's not happening. I'm not doing that. <laughs> you just did. Um, so, Chris, I know you're not listening, but, you know, in the event you did, no. I'll just tell you to your face when I see you. But we got a Dear Abby, 1983. Dear Abby, how do you feel about adults ordering child's portion at a restaurant? Many people, due to surgery or inability to eat large portions of food, must limit the amount of food they eat. I've been told that because I am an adult, I cannot order a child's portion. I think that's discrimination. My husband can eat an adult's portion, but I cannot. 
and I just can't see all that food going to waste. A doggy bag would work in some cases, but not at a pancake house. We are not cheapskates, and we always leave a nice tip regardless of what we order. Uh, I like this question because I do feel like you've got a lot of really great stories about mom being kind of a uh, difficult, especially early on in the dating life for difficult. restaurants. Oh, yeah, difficult. she can be very difficult. difficult. Mom yeah. in the restaurants, you're, you're difficult at this point. I'm a very picky eater. No, she's psycho. It's, like, a, it's at a different uh, d- it, All right, I'm going to tell everybody a story. Then, yeah, okay? please. This so is what we're here for. You, you wanna, you wanna, <laughs> so we're dating, mm-hmm. okay? I pick her up, and then for some reason, we went back to my house where I was living at the time, my parents. And then we get in my car, and in that early dating stage, we went to Little Italy a lot, okay? I mean, I kind of consider myself a New York scene expert now and a New York scene restaurant scene re- expert now. In those days, I definitely was not. So to me, Little Italy was where you went to eat in New York, which was nuts, but whatever. I was 20. So I said to her, uh, where do you feel like having? And she said, well, I don't feel like having Chinese. So I'm not having that. I said, all right. And, and I think she was trying to, like, piss me off. Like, every date, she would say something obnoxious. Is that a real thing? Is that, was that a tactic? Trying to, like, push Were you me really? away. I wanted to see if you go the extra yeah. mile. <laughs> so we, we're only a mile from the house, and we're heading in the direction of New York. And she says, uh, you know, I don't feel like having Chinese now, but it's going to take about a half hour to get there. By the time... We actually get there. I'm probably going to be in the mood for Chinese. That's terrible. That's terrible. That really is. No, that was don't that, want it now, but head in that direction because I'll probably want it by the time we get there. It's it's a completely unreasonable thing, <laughs> and it really is. It's amazing you guys have made it this far. That oh, she tried everything to get rid of me. She really did. <laughs> I don't know how, how to see. Could, how to see actually you... say I miss my old boyfriend. Yeah. I can miss him. Yeah, that's not okay. Well, I, had to, I had to do things Nuts. to see if he was you know a keeper. Here I, he is. I don't even want. To. Oh, hey, look, he's here. He's here, which is right? the important thing. There you go. You know. So, I mean, how do you guys feel? Like when I. So, I'll tell you the truth. When I go to a restaurant, okay, I almost like one of the cooler things a girl can do is like if I'm somewhere, you know, maybe not something terribly nice, whatever. But if you're like so down to earth that you're like, yeah, man, just give me a beer and like a chicken fingers and fries from the kids menu. I'm yeah. like, I want to marry this girl. I don't see anything wrong with that. You know. um, a tab is a tab. I can understand, you know, from the the business perspective, it's the table, you know, how much money the table's bringing. But it's also a quick turnaround, I guess, if it's a children's menu. But if someone is ordering a full meal and someone because of dietary restrictions or just because they like grilled cheese, you know, I don't see a problem with it. I guess some restaurants have issues with it. I don't. I've never done it um, for no other reason than I just never did. You know, I bring it. Any any leftovers I always bring home and I have for lunch the next day or whatever, but I don't I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I I I don't agree with any of that at all. I think that listen, the restaurant business is hands down the hardest business in the world to be in. You have a sixty seventy maybe eighty percent failure rate within the first year. Uh, most restaurants fail. Um, if you're open for any length of time, um, you know, it, it still could fail after a year or two. And you're really working very, very hard to make a net profit of very, very small dollars. So 
I have so many tables. I have to turn over X number of dollars. I cannot afford to give my table to somebody who's going to order a five ninety five kids meal, which is only on the menu to get the parents in the seat. So listen, if that's what you like and you're not bashful and you're saying, oh, give me three Cosmopolitans or if you drink four or five Cosmos and you only really like having his chicken fingers, that's fine. The tab is good. But it's really all about the money at the end of the day. You can't stay in business by giving your table to someone who wants to eat chicken fingers when the guy who's looking for the Osobuco, the veal chop milanese in, you know, a filet mignon is waiting for your table to get turned over. I feel like those people are far and few between, though. Like I like I said, never order off, order off the kid's meal. Never. Well, you never order on the menu at this point. Well, like, you just make stuff up. I do. Yeah, you really do. Yeah. Like, you've gone from being difficult to dad to being difficult to just, you it's know, the waiter. It's not difficult. Do you have vegetables? Yes, give them to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, for example, it, it's a little annoying. Like, for, for example, tonight we're going to Per Se, mm-hmm. okay? And, you know, Per Se is, you know, I mean, if it, it, I think anybody that would critique the best restaurants in the country it has to be on the top 10 list of the best restaurants in the country. And it's expensive. You know, it's not quite $300 a person. So when you go there and she says, I'm going to eat vegetables. Oh, is that your plan tonight? It's kind of hard menu. to justify a $300 root vegetable dinner. So you're going for you, really, then? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that's rough. You can't just suck it up for a day? I enjoy it. So they, they make a beautiful... Because uh, you're not vegetarian. I'm not 100% vegetarian, no. No. No, you're just not vegetarian. You're just eating vegetables a lot. I'm eating mostly, I'm like 90% is just uh, fruits and vegetables. And then there's that 10%, like I said, just now he went to to buy dog food. There's a Taco Bell next to the place. He knows I like the double-decker taco. He brought me a double-decker taco. I ate it because it was thoughtful of him to get it for me. No, took the, took the double-decker bullet. I got it. Yeah. Don't blame it on me. If you wanted it, you should eat it. Don't blame it. it was, you ate it because it was thoughtful? It was, not, it was thoughtful of you to get it, so I ate it. I was fearing for my life if I came home without one. That's why I bought it. Would no. you have Would you have looked at him a little sideways if he didn't bring one? No. No. You would have been a little bit of that. But I, I, he would never do that, so. Oh, wow. Okay. If I did, you would have been like, that's weird. He didn't bring me that. Something. You know, because then, you know, it would have been like, you're in dead. his mind, you know, <laughs> you're an ass. But no, either way, there was no there was no wrong in that move. Hmm. Bringing it was thoughtful. Not bringing it was like, she doesn't eat meat. But then I would have said, what about a bean burrito? Yeah, problem. There you go. So many things. Okay. So we got a follow-up. This is good. So uh, if you guys remember, a couple shows ago, we had a write-in, um, a young lady who's working at a restaurant who thought her manager was hitting on her. She made a move on him. He didn't do anything back, and she said it was very, very awkward. She wrote into us saying, do I address the situation and how? So she actually followed up. I don't have her name here, um, but it says, hey, y'all, I know since um, – I know uh, – hey, y'all. I know you like a follow-up, so last night was the first night I'd worked with my manager since last week's incident. I took your advice and completely ignored the situation with my manager, and he did the same. We still spoke and worked like normal. I do think there might be something there, because whenever we'd stand by next to each other, he'd make a move slightly closer to me, and there was some subtle touching, but until he's not my manager, I'm ignoring the whole thing as per what you said. Thanks again. P.S. Below is the message I started writing last night when I was wasted. Guys, keep that coming. We like that because I mean I'm not going to read this because she's right. It is the ramblings of of a drunk of a, of a drunk. She just says a, a drunk girl ramblings, and that's exactly what it is. Um, and 
like the, the, the word like is in here like 15 times in the first sentence. She really got after it. That was good. But glad to hear the advice worked out. We always like hearing a follow-up. That was good. But interesting though, dad, from your perspective, do you have any issues with, um, or any good stories even from, from Brownstone, like waiter and waitress dating or anything like that? And, oh, we have marriages, oh, many, many, many marriages. Many, lots yeah. of them. Yeah, many. sure. So you have no issue with people doing that and all that other stuff. Well, I think as everyone found out, I mean, Walmart used to have a policy where you couldn't, you know, uh, consort with other employees. I mean, that failed miserably. You you can't get away with that. You can't do it. You can't control it. There's nothing really you could do. So, you know, you let you let it be. And, uh, yeah, but other than that, like I said, we've got – I can name names. You know, we've, we've gotten uh, last week lots and lots of marriages. Jose last yeah. week. Yeah, Jose, Jose married a young lady who was a waitress. Uh uh, initially, and uh, they she wasn't working there very long, but they courted all that throughout the time um, that since she worked there. And uh, one of my chefs uh, absolutely um, married uh, two different waitresses, actually. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. One at a time, yeah, of course, yeah. Um, and uh, so yeah, it happens all the time. Uh, it's uh, there's there's a lot. Of that, that happening, we got another one. We got a dear Abby in here, and I think the guys are just messing with me at this point right now. But um, it's from 2004, dear Abby, this letter is response to shocked who is surprised with her husband's parents who sent her lingerie for her birthday. Many men feel that lingerie is the ultimate turn on. Her in-laws may have intended to add a little extra romance and provide a pleasant surprise for their son and wish him a happy birthday. Um, I wish himself he may have conveyed. I speak from experience. My mother-in-law gave me some lingerie for my bridal shower saying I was married once too and trust me, this will make him happy. And it has three years later. That was from Sarah in Texas. Now, um, it's confronting me to talk to my parents about this, which is totally twisted. So please keep this as watered down as humanly possible. I I respect the audience, but I kind of, I'm on my team here. Um, If grandma... First of all, if grandma, dad, your mother, would she even think to do some stuff like that? Oh, no. Right? No, no, no. Now, if she did, now grandma's obviously very, you know, she's like literally in the church calendar, the whole thing. But if grandma pulled some stuff like that, would you be mentally just busted up over that? No. You you would be okay with it? Yeah. You would be okay with that? Yeah. I'm sorry. I couldn't for a second. Newsflash. Your mother gave me lingerie. No. For my shower. Oh, man. I don't want to throw up. I just threw up in my mouth. It's not that. It's not that way. It's not. It's not like oh, you know, we're gonna give you this. Wasn't you know. some like nasty cat suit with the right. cross cut out? Right. That's my point. That's my point. It's it's a traditional white, you know, lace nighty with the yeah, robe yeah. over it. Like it's a, just it's a tradition. It's a it's a like a kamisa. That's something yes. that you got you got you to sleep in. Not that like you're saying, hey, this will this like that. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't like. It wasn't, wasn't like raunchy. Nothing no. raunchy. Very, very ladylike. Something you'd see on. Now, how do you? How do you? But there's interact? a major league double standard there. Okay, I think, and uh, there's a, there's a couple examples I could make. I think. A, could you imagine a guy giving lingerie to his son or his daughter-in-law? I mean, that would be just. A major problem. I can't. Like, I could can't. Never pull it if off. If you, if I was getting married and and you were like, "Hey, I got something for you here. You got and like open it in front of us, type of thing." Well, of course, I, I would, would. I would. But but, it's, what, it's, but there's other double standards too, and, and and this is kind of a same idea. But the big problem in my mind is that, like for example, this is true. Okay, 
you are in high school or maybe early, early years of high school, maybe eighth grade. You'll remember, you'll correct me, but it was definitely high school. Uh, a, a mom talking to your mother says, oh my God, Caroline, that Albie, he's gorgeous. <gasps> oh, he's telling me like what? going on and on. And I, so, so I'm, I'm like kind of overhearing the conversation and she hangs up. I'm going, you know, think about what that lady just did. Imagine I call her up and I say, Hey Mary, that Debbie. Woo. Hey Mary, that Debbie. What a rack on her. Your <laughs> daughter, she's really something. I mean, they call the cops on me. Oh, it happened. How was that okay? It was a, a, a one of your friend's moms, mm. and she was, oh my goodness, that Alba, he looks like a Kennedy. He's so handsome. My God, all the girls love him. But she was like you know Googling. What? He's, like, he's going like, to be know. president one day or something. Oh my God, he's got that Kennedy look of it, that classic handsome. Oh my, just going. And I was like, okay, I understand. Thank you so much. I think he's beautiful too. Just reverse blah, blah, blah. it and think of it like as if a guy called another guy and was Googling or oogling over his kid, his female daughter, or female daughter, <laughs> I mean. his daughter. Um, so, I mean, what does we that have, have to do daughter. with getting lingerie from your mother? <clears throat> well, I think what his point is, I mean, if he did that, you know, if a guy does it to a girl, it's worse than a girl doing it to a girl. But in the context, it is girl to a girl, it's obviously. It's during a bridal shower. So, so there generally aren't any guys there. It's something sweet. It's something fun sometimes. It's, it's really no big deal. It's kind of like a rite of passage when you're a bride. Um, to get those things, and it's all in good fun. There's no um, intent to say, all right, you know, beyond. What you didn't do that for Lauren, did you? I don't think so. I think her bridal party did it for her. Oh, my God. Yeah. And again, I can see Vito pretty, getting very, very uh, just animated. Very, there was something, they were all things that you could be seen, you know, walking around the house with. It's nothing crazy. It's just pretty nice, feminine things. Got it. Got it. Yes. Well, you know, it's it's uh, we definitely want to move on from this quickly. We got a mailbag. This one, you know what? And I'm glad we got this one because um, I had a lot of activity on this, a little bit more than I thought I was going to have. But um, we watched Game of Thrones, all of us. Yes, I've only watched. To clarify, how many episodes have I? You seen? watched this year, basically, and that's it. Right. This. Well, I I guess the when that big war, this first big war with the dead. The dead people, whatever right. they are. That's when I started watching. That's when you started watching. So right. um, I obviously, as as you guys know, I've been watching for the last 10 years. I was very upset, okay? A <clears throat> couple of things I found. I wasn't going to be the guy to like throw a bunch of um, opinions at everybody on this all the time. But I found HBO tweeted me in 2013 actually thanking me for pushing the show is the 2013 premiere and gave us like one of those, like, you know, it's a sigil, like our house Stark has like a wolf right. and they gave us a pizza. Okay. okay. Manzo and his pizza. It says Manzo's do not sew. Right. Now I looked, I had to look up what sew means. To plant. I'd figured it was that, but I want to see right. it in that context. You know what I mean, but it meant to plant and it was right. a picture of a pizza. Okay. Right. Basically saying we don't plant. We don't plant. I don't right. Understand what We're not that farmers. Means. I don't get it. So I'm saying, number one, should we be offended by that? I don't know. No, you think we're good? I don't good? know what it means. No. We're good there? I don't understand. The... <clears throat> well, I don't know. Either way, that was a little side note, but I had a write-in. Uh, this is from Chelsea. Dear Albie, I saw on Instagram that you posted one of your tweets 
after the Game of Thrones finale, you were very upset and you tweeted, I haven't wasted 10 years of my life like this since the Real Housewives of New Jersey. Do you think that looking back on it, 10 years of your life on the Housewives of New Jersey were a waste? Now, a couple things. I wanted to address this for so many reasons. Number one, that tweet is freaking that tweet is freaking hysterical. First of all, that's that's the first thing. People okay? have to understand <clears throat> sarcasm and humor. Oh, I'm being sarcastic. Right. However, however, it, the vast majority of people just thought it was funny, but I did get a couple of people that got heated over that right. and were like, you know, it's such an opportunity. How could you say that? It's uncalled for. And first of all, okay, <laughs> everybody back up. Everybody just back up. What like it's a very, very big difference between being on a reality show and comparing it to Game of Thrones. I'm just kind of basically saying, you know, like there were a lot of things that were built up in that show that really upset me and it was kind of for nothing. It was the first joke that came to my head and I got news for you. I think it was hysterical. Funny joke. I thought it was so hysterical I that I great. screenshot the tweet and put it on Instagram because it's somebody that is not a funny human being very often. <laughs> okay. I wanted evidence that I said something funny. I and thought people, it was great. It went over pretty well. Yes. So there were a lot of people, but still the question kind of, kind of remains and I want to ask it to you guys. Do you, now, I'll, I'll wait to the end for me, but do you mom think the decade of reality television, how do you look back on it? Do you think it was a waste or was any part of it a waste for you? Uh, absolutely not. Not a waste. Um, amazing memories, amazing um, uh, opportunities, uh, no no regrets at all. I feel like your lives would have been much different um, had we not done it. You know, who knows where all three of you would have wound up today, what you would have been doing if we hadn't done that, because it did stall um, your careers. Um, well, look, in the beginning, it makes it, though. Right. See, like, that was the only thing to me where, like, you know, people have to understand there's a lot of things that at our age it affects us differently. Everybody else is, has an established life. So when you're getting paid well to do something in, like, your early 20s, and that kind of levels out in your mid to late 20s, right, like, you're not going to necessarily have the ability to just say to a job, I got to disappear for six months. Like that's not how it goes down, you know? So that's okay. I think for us, cause we've been brought up very entrepreneurial. It's what we like to do. I do what I love to do. So does Chris, so does Lauren. Um, and it all worked out, but at the same time, it's, it's not exactly like, you know, an easy thing either. You know what I mean? Like it does pose a little bit of a, it, it's, it's difficult to kind of get established in other things because the show's fun. The show does pay well, you know? And, you know, you want to use it for different things. We definitely use it to, prom to promote a ton of things. But there's a lot of other nonsense that kind of comes with it, a la complete strangers freaking out when you make a joke on right. Instagram, which was, to be honest with you, I, I had a lot of fun with it. It's a double-edged sword. And, and I think the positive, so, you know, very much outweighs the negative. But, again, for in my world, it was a no-brainer for me because um, I had nothing to lose. All right, I have a roof over my head. Daddy makes a great living, uh, thank God. So I didn't have any worries in doing that. Um, I think if you are of the mindset, well, I'm going to go, in, which we never were, by the way. Uh, for us, it was a job, and it was we knew it was a temporary thing. We knew that the bubble was going to burst one day, and we were we were very aware of, um, especially you kids just making sure you kept your, your finger in the pot in the work that you wanted to do because reality TV was going to be over one day. It wasn't going to make a, a living for us forever, and we were proven to be right. But for me, it was um, found money. It was it's money that, you know, is, is you know, 
invested to a large degree now and um daddy still handled the household you know finances and mortgage and putting food on the table and stuff like that and we did fun stuff with my money so i was in a very unique situation where i really got to enjoy it and let the chips fall where they may so i i didn't leave a job i didn't leave a career uh there was nothing in our life that was put at risk in doing the show so it had a different level of comfort for us and a different level of importance to us because we didn't need it right yeah how do you look we, at we, it? we didn't need it uh it was something that i thought that was fun for you it, it brought in your horizons a little bit um we had a lot of fun experiences from doing it um we we didn't really um have a whole lot of expectations when we got into it. It ended up being a much bigger monster than we ever thought it would be. You know what's crazy? When I think back, I was a question on Jeopardy. Caroline Manzo was actually the answer to a question on Jeopardy. Crazy. I have, I have this screenshot of it. Regis Philbin dressed up like me one year for Halloween. Saturday Night Live did a skit on us. That's a lot of fun um, things. Yeah, South, Park. Cause South Park <laughs> yeah. did a skit yeah. on us. Think about that. You know, you think, oh, well, what was the show? We... When you have things like that happening, you know you made it. That you know, so and it wasn't just me. Obviously, it was it was the group. Yeah. It was the, it was the network. It was you know the production team. It was everything. Wait, no, we'll close on this because I know I, I asked mom this last time. So there was a write-in question that said the ten-year anniversary came up last week or two weeks ago rather um, for Housewives, and they asked if mom had a favorite moment. Do you have a favorite moment from doing either of the shows? Uh no. You know, a favorite moment? Does that no. sticks out no, to you? That was no, like a good time. I didn't have a lot of fun doing it. No, I, he I really didn't. He, he was. So <laughs> <miserable>. <laughs> I thought what, it sucked. Uh, I, I don't like getting off a bus six times just to get the shot. You know, like the budgets are not the greatest, so there's like two cameras, and you have to like walk off the bus four times so they can get three angles, and uh, you have to walk into a restaurant four times and raise a glass and toast three times. It, it sucks. It, I it's thought fun. one of the the, the things that stood out to me was when we were on the bus in Italy and Joe Judice said that well we're civilized people and me and Jerry Grippy Jacqueline's dad had a fit of laughter that probably lasted three hours we just couldn't stop the entire way in the bus ride that to me stands out as really a funny funny memorable moment that <laughs> well look if you want to talk about memorable moments there was a lot of memorable moments there was a lot of crazy things that happened and you know, some of the stuff that never got aired was the craziest. You know, I mean, uh, um, is there an episode or a particular anything that you're excited to show? Housewives? Uh, any either. Manzoed. I think Manzoed I is going to be I would love Marky to see the entire Manzoed three seasons that we were lucky enough to have. Uh, Housewives, I'm not so sure about. Maybe in the beginning, uh, there were there were, before things changed, before people changed. I think you know when it was fun. Um, uh, maybe the, I have to really rethink them. But uh, Manzoed, I'd love for her to see everything because I, you know. Mm. Well, it's a great time. You know, it's pre marquee right. you know, and the wedding, right. which is fantastic. Um, that you know. child is a sensation. She's she a star. Is a, she is a saint, sensation. She's that, a star. She is. She yeah. is. Yeah. She, but, she would have been gold. Yeah. Gold on television. Well, she, she's going to, we're, we're angling to have her on. I'm speaking with her people. Okay. Um, <laughs> to have her on the podcast. So we're going to see what happens. But hey, Dad, how was your first podcast experience? What did you think? Well, it's not my very first podcast. It's oh, my on first Dear Albie podcast, yeah. for sure. Yeah. And um, I, I, um, 
I felt that the uh, subject matter uh, was okay. Uh, I'd like to get into the weeds a little bit more. And what is the weeds for you? What's the, what are the weeds? I, I didn't have that opportunity. What are the weeds for you? Um, I'll, I'll leave that as a teaser, and you can invite me the, back. Okay, wow. When, when right. he decides to get into the weeds, yes, yes. please leave me out of you it. You got it. I'll okay. leave you alone. <laughs> no, no, I won't do it in front of her. All right, no. deal. She's, she's deal. absolutely out of her mind. Well, this she'll was good. She'll distract me. She'll shake her head. She'll be out of her mind. She'll, yeah. she'll be waving. Yeah, she'll trying be a, to shut me off. He'll be a maniac. No. That's why. Okay. I'm not you shutting, hear, do you she hear won't shut me off. Do you hear him already? He cannot be stopped. He's a force to be reckoned with. Yes. You gotta, you gotta watch that. Well, I have a lot of ideas on how to cure the problems <laughs> of the world. Okay, we gotta go. <laughs> All right, guys, thank you so much. Dear, I'll be mailbag at gmail.com. I'm gonna burst through this as fast as I can. Thank you so much for listening. Love you, my boy. Love you both very, very much. Thank you guys for coming. I'll catch you later. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.